Welcome to BPB Knows. Today, BPB Knows tax controversy. Our expert is Joe Leocata, a senior manager in our tax practice and a very experienced advisor to companies and individuals who are dealing with issues before the IRS. So Joe, tell us, what's it like dealing with the IRS these days? Well, uh, the IRS is uh, very fortunate because it's a long overdue budget has been fulfilled with funding from Congress. Uh, it's going to help them uh, strategically with gaining new employees and retaining old ones. Also upgrading their technology that has been outdated since the 90s. Also with enforcement, uh, it's targeting partnerships, corporations, and high net worth individuals more than it has in the past. They're shifting their mindset and now with increased um, enforcement capabilities between technology and hiring more auditors, they're able to target partnerships that are more complex, bring in more sophisticated technology or highly skilled individuals to tackle these problems that they face with these partnerships that they couldn't in the past, and also targeting um, high net worth individuals over 400,000, which also deal with more complex issues than the normal individual. So I imagine if, if a person was to receive a letter or notice from the IRS, their first instinct is to panic, but what should they really do first? Yes, they really should panic. Um, the IRS, unfortunately, um, does these tactics where they make these notices seem terrifying, um, even though they admit that they don't. My advice would be to consult with your tax advisor. Um, one good thing about the IRS is that they, they provide rights to the taxpayer through procedures and other rules throughout different stages of the notices and letters that you receive that you can be heard, either if you feel you're violated or there's some misunderstanding or additional information provided. Um, the best is to talk with your tax advisor to see where it is in the process and how to respond accordingly, because each step has different ways of doing so. So what should they, who should they call first? Should they call their accountant first? Should they call their attorney first? Who should they, who should they would, reach out to? I would advise to probably their advisor, most likely their accountant, the one who prepared their tax return, because they have the most knowledge of uh, the ins and outs of what's on the return. Some notices are more specific than others. And maybe a tax advisor who helped prepare your return will be able to identify the problem uh, respond to IRS with a simple letter or possibly a phone call. Um, if it's more complex problem or more urgency to get a appeal response or a tax court petition in, um, seeking other counsel, either a tax attorney or another uh, certified public accountant will certainly help just to get more information, get more uh, details on how to uh, respond. So how about for a company? Um, I imagine those are a little more complicated. What if a company is audited by the IRS? It's total, the lines as being the same. Um, the notices vary differently a little bit, but the essence is the same. The IRS is assessing a balance and looking to collect on it. Obviously, uh, corporations have different issues than individuals do, but uh, they should, the CEO, CFO should be consulting with their in-house team if it's large enough to have one. And definitely their uh, tax advisor who prepared their return as well to collaborate on what the IRS is targeting and how to respond and identify any issues that may need to be escalated with outside counsel. I mean, my main thought would be to have a collaborative effort. Um, the more minds put into this, the more thought into responding 
the better. So to get anyone who was in preparation or knowledge of the business can certainly help uh, someone respond and mitigate or um, remove any issues with the IRS. So as someone who focuses almost your entire practice on dealing with the IRS, how do you keep up with all the changing rules, all the issues for individuals versus family versus international versus companies? How do you keep up with all that? Yes, yes, it's totally, it's, it's global these days. Um, it's really just keeping up with the news, um, newsletters every day, talking with uh, peers and colleagues, you know, sometimes a simple conversation can bring something up that I wasn't aware of. And then I'll just kind of dig a little more um, dealing with client issues, something that may come up and might do some research. I might uh, come across some things that are relevant and recent. It's kind of just kind of staying on top of the day to day changes because every, every day something else crops up. And how about the, the legal part of this? Um, do, you, do you read the law journal? Is there are a lot of precedent. Is the, is the law changing? Yes, it's not as frequent as the tax court and uh, the Supreme Court, um, you know, don't hear as many cases frequently. But when they do, we certainly go to journals, publications. Um, I seek out, go to uh, networking conferences where, you know, everyone digs into the latest court decision with a tooth and nail, kind of just going through everything and kind of anticipating what the IRS will be doing next, whether if it's favorable to the IRS, how to combat that and whether if there's going to be any appeals. And if it was unfavorable to the IRS, the same thing, whether they're going to appeal and whether there's a window in time to act on certain decisions that are made. So even though cases are not heard as much, it's still fluent in that you have to kind of act timely. Otherwise, you might miss the boat on something that is overturned in the future. So we've talked a lot about the IRS. How about state issues? So we know that the IRS has more resources and they're trying to to do a better job of, of combating fraud? Are the states following suits? Are they doing the same thing? Uh, generally, uh, every state is different. Every state has uh, different resources. Uh, I'm just speaking more in terms of the larger states like New York, Florida, California, Illinois. Um, they already have a robust um, department uh, audit and tax collections. So we see those states more frequently with audits, correspondence. A uh, big issue, especially with New York to Florida, is on residency. New York in general are looking to capitalize on um, taxpayers moving away to redeem any leftover revenue that they can uh, before they're permanently domiciled in Florida. Same thing with California too. Uh, there's been more of an um, outflux of residents away from California. So they're trying to capitalize on getting any revenue that they can, claiming that they've been residents of California during the year that they moved. Are there one or two things that taxpayers should do proactively just in the in the case that they they are targeted by the, the IRS that will make their lives easier if they get into that situation? Are there things that you can do now that just make it a little bit easier if you have to go through the process? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, this goes for both uh, federal and state. Uh, doesn't matter what audit. Uh, the number one thing is record keeping. Poor records most likely ends in poor results and more times you have to go to appeals and escalate it further. Um, it's less that your tax advisor or counsel has to work with, the more they have to rely on tax law, but the less facts you have, the less that they can use cases that are precedent to apply to your case. So the more facts, the more backup that you have, the easier it will be during the audit for yourself and for your advisor and also for 
the auditor as well, because they'll be asking less questions. Uh, they can connect the dots better. And the second key is really, if you get into an audit, it doesn't matter what level, it's really a collaborative effort. The IRS has its job. You may encounter some people that are a little more hard than others, but my approach is really just to be working relationship with them. You don't want to be combative because they have a job. So to give them more records, be kind to them, be understanding where they're coming from, the smoother the audit process will be and the less chance of escalating to appeals, which saves taxpayer money overall, because that's really what the goal is to A, mitigate the IRS's balance and also mitigates the amount of fees that are incurred in defending uh, your position. That's great. Thank you so much for explaining that to us. And like so many things that we talk about on this podcast, it sounds like having somebody who knows what they're doing and who can be um, objective and calm in the presence of stress is always works in your favor. In our, in your favor. So uh, to our audience, thank you for joining us today. As always, if you have questions or topics that you would like for us to cover, you can contact us by email at bpbnose at bpbcpa.com. And we will see you next time.